Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Fresh Take Podcast brought to you by Craig's Power Equipment. Today, we're heading down the Dove Valley to speak with the Broncos beat writer for the Denver Gazette, Chris Tomlinson. But first, let me tell you about our sponsor. Now's the time to start thinking about snow and Craig's Power Equipment is helping you prepare for it with great deals on Toro and Honda Snowblowers. Boss and Snowex plows and spreaders. Oryx stand on and walk behind plows. And we now carry Balmalite mini skid steers. Already have snow equipment. Now's the time to get it in the Craig's for service. We're expecting snow on Thursday. Box stores and the internet are not always cheaper. And at Craig's Power Equipment, all purchases are service on site and ready to go. Craig's Power Equipment, Wasatch at Vermaho in Colorado Springs. Welcome to the Fresh Take Podcast, brought to you by Craig's Power Equipment. On this week's edition, I'm being joined by the beat writer for the Denver Broncos, Chris Thomason of the Denver and Colorado Springs Gazette. Chris, good afternoon. How are you? Hey, doing well. Thanks for having me. All right, Chris. But before we uh, get into actual football today, the Broncos made some big news as they're going to be getting a brand new training facility. Tell us about the details of that. Well, the Walter Walton Penner Ownership Group, richest ownership group in the NFL, and they're continuing to spend money. Obviously, there's a salary cap when it comes to players, so you're restricted there. But uh, there's no cap when it comes to paying coaches, and they're paying Sean Payton a ton, and there's no cap when it comes to building training facilities. So they're going to spend $175 million roughly and completely redo the existing training facility. It's going to be at the current site in Inglewood, but uh, it's going to have all the bells and whistles that one might expect of a new facility. Um, I previously covered the Minnesota Vikings, so I saw them open a spanky new facility in 2018, and uh, the Dallas Cowboys recently, well, you know, it's probably been seven or eight years, opened the uh, star down yes. in Frisco, Texas. And so, uh, yeah, there's a little bit of an arms race going on on training facilities. And the Broncos, obviously, to help free agency, help retain players, et cetera, they want to build a state-of-the-art facility. And it should be open in time for the 2026 season. Any uh, word on some of the bells and whistles? I know you mentioned the star. I know the star has like a shopping mall and a a football stadium, indoor football stadium where high schools can play at. Are we going to see anything of that magnitude here? Well, it doesn't seem that way. I mean, there were some rumblings when, I mean, I've only been on the beat since March, but there's been some rumblings prior to this announcement on maybe they would uh, build a facility out near a new stadium or something and have uh, hotels and shopping mall and shops and what have you. But uh, they had said um, a while back in July they were committed to this training site, and uh, this is where it will be. And uh, there's really not much around here in terms of restaurants and what have you. you got to drive for a couple miles. Right. So I don't I don't see that as changing because really training camps only open for about three weeks a year. So. I don't know if uh, people are going to want to invest in things for just three weeks a year, but really it's just going to be, you know, as beautiful of a facility 
as they can make it, you know, with a high tech weight room and all that kind of stuff, you know, for players needs. All right, let's get to the on field portion of talking about the Denver Broncos. The Broncos have won three of their last five games, Chris. Uh, things seem like they're starting to come together, which included an upset victory over the Chiefs in their last uh, outing before the bye week. Uh, what are some of the things from your eyes that are uh, kind of uh, the catalyst for uh, this Broncos team? Well, the victory over the Chiefs, which you touched upon in their last game nine days ago, 24-9, to was kind of pivotal in potentially reshaping the season. I'm thinking if they don't win that game and they fall to 2-6, and six, you would have seen some trades last Tuesday, the trade deadline, but the Broncos stood pat. They firmly believe they can make a playoff run. Javante Williams, eight days ago, was even talking about Super Bowl, <laughs> which... Uh, was a little excessive, but hey, uh, makes good copy. And uh, the bottom line, though, is they've got the Bills next Monday in Buffalo. That'll be a tall order, even though the Bills have been up and down. But after that, you've got a three-game stretch of winnable games, home to the Vikings, home to the Browns, at Houston. So, I mean, they could win all three of those. It would not be unreasonable to think they could get to 6-6 six and six after – 12 games but uh, they're trying to sneak back into the playoff race they believe they have the horses to do it and uh, that's why they didn't make any moves at the trade deadline I mean the defense has played very well the last three weeks after a horrendous start and uh, the offense generally has been okay it's still got some ups and downs and obviously was terrible the first time around against Kansas City but uh look much better in the second game against the Chiefs. What are some of the changes that Vance Joseph made on the uh, defensive side of the ball since that shellacking they took on South Beach? Well, they've changed some personnel, of course, uh, since then. The Jaquan McMillan has become the nickelback. That actually started in Chicago. Fabian Morrow moved in for the Green Bay game as the starting uh, cornerback. They've got Baron Browning back from injury, and uh, he actually started the last game. I don't know if he'll be a regular starter, but he certainly might. But they've got a nice little three-man rotation there at outside linebacker between Browning, Jonathan Cooper, and Nick Benito. And uh, a couple other key guys that got back from injury. I mean, Justin Simmons missed two games. One of them was the debacle at Miami in which they lost 70-20, to 20, and Josie Jewell got hurt in that game, and uh, he's back at full strength. Mike Purcell also got hurt in that game. He's back, and he's been playing more snaps on the defensive line than Jonathan Harris has lately. Looking ahead to Sunday's matchup with the Buffalo Bills, Sean Payton uh, coming off a bye week all-time is 8-6. and six. He's uh, tied for second with the best uh, bye record in the league, well, the most wins after a bye with Andy Reid just behind uh, Bill Belichick, who I believe has 14. Uh, what can we expect to see in Buffalo? And is this uh, team? does this team have legitimate shot to beat the Bills? Yeah, I mean, the Bills have been nothing special this season. They've lost three of their last 
five games. They did beat Miami early in the season, which was a nice win, but uh, lost to the Patriots, which is a bad loss. And they were one Hail Mary pass that had a chance of being caught to losing to the Buccaneers a few weeks ago. And uh, they, of course, lost at Cincinnati the other night, but Cincinnati's playing much better ball. I mean, I think that the, the the Bills are, you know, they're at home, night, national TV, cold weather. They're going to be fired up. But, uh, you know, certainly the Broncos have a chance because the Bills certainly have been beatable this season. The one thing Broncos country has been asking for uh, from head coach Sean Payton is more of Marvin Mims. Are we going to see Mims uh, on the offensive side of the football uh, more Monday night? Well, I asked Sean Payton on Monday that very question. He said his notepad is right there, and they're working on ways to try to uh, get him more touches. At least he's got an extra week to try to figure things out with the bye week, but, you know, they should have been getting him the ball weeks ago. I mean, he has one catch, or excuse me, two catches for four yards in the last four games. I mean, granted, they've won the last two, and, uh, the starting receivers generally have done okay. But, uh, yeah, if they're going to continue this momentum down the road, they need to get Marvin Mims more involved, or at least Marvin Mims being a threat, a deep threat uh, that teams have to worry about. And you have to, and if they have to worry about that, that opens things up for other, th- other, other guys. Oh. I think something that really hasn't got a a lot of attention and not really a lot of praise, and that might have to do with the win-loss record, but Russell Wilson's season so far, he's already matched with 16 touchdowns, the uh, total amount of touchdowns he threw for all of 2022. Your your thoughts on the play of Russell Wilson through the first half of the season? Yeah, you know, it's been a little bit under the radar. Kind of the reasons for that are, there's still the one loss record, three and five. And then his first game against Kansas City from a national perspective, that's been their only nationally televised game this year, and he was disastrous there. So from a national perspective, people are looking at that game. But, yeah, if you look at his stats, you touched upon he's tied as 16 TD passes from last season already. He's on pace for 30-plus TD passes. He leads the NFL in touchdown pass percentage at 6.9. He's fifth in the NFL in passer rating. So, yeah, he's had a solid season, and uh, it's he's certainly helped by the running game. I mean, he doesn't need to throw for 300 yards. I mean, he's had some good games in which he threw for less than 200 when the running game was going. But, you know, the bottom line is, is one loss record and they're three and five. So, um, I mean, if you were to ask Russell Wilson, honestly, he would say, well, you know, <laughs> need more wins. Right. Right. Well, Chris, you stay warm in Buffalo on Monday night. And, uh, before you go, let our listeners know where they can find your excellent work. Well, thank you very much. Uh, on Twitter at Chris Thomason, C H R A S T O M A S S O N or uh, Denver Gazette website, denvergazette.com, or the Colorado Springs Gazette website.
All right. Thank you so much, Chris. We'll be talking to you down the line. Thanks a lot.